So we're going to do a little panel tonight again, and then we're going to go into some activation like we did last week. How many were here last week? How many were blessed by just that activation time that we had at the end? I was super blessed. There was some power being poured out. There was some words being given. People were getting baptized in the spirit. It was wonderful. So, oh, I'm sorry, Anna. There you go. <laughs> so, um, so Mike kind of shared. Oh, oh, where's my Bible? There it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> I have the Holy Spirit. He can bring to mind. <laughs> um, so tonight we want to focus on. I think the overarching banner would be uh, hearing the voice of God, mm-hmm. but then adding on for others. Um, and I think Mike, I mean, that John 15, it hit it. This is the commandment of God to love one another. And Paul, when he is describing the spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, he follows it with 1 Corinthians 13, which is, it has to be done in love. It's all about love. And then he goes into 14. Let's just, why don't we just start with just, this is kind of the the motivation behind hearing the voice of God for others. It's love and it's edification. It's for the building up of the one that you're ministering to. And, and I, like many of you, have grown up in the church, and for too long, my focus was, Lord, what are you saying about me? What, what's the will of God for my life? What are you do-? And it was, all, it was all me, me, me. And, and then you look at the Word, and it's not really about that. It's about, Lord, what are you saying about them? It's better to give than to receive. Amen? Mm-hmm. Jesus says that. Paul says that. But in the giving, what do we experience? It's given back to us. You know, pressed down, shaken together, running over. That Luke 6, that wonderful verse that we all love. But it's actually in the giving. So, so the, the overarching banner for tonight is hearing the voice of God, but for others. Okay? And then in that, probably the, the manifestations of the Spirit, or the gifts of the Spirit that... Uh, coincide with that is prophecy, words of wisdom, and words of knowledge. So we're going to share some testimony. We're going to share some things that we were talking about in the back room, some things that are on our heart, but, um, but that's kind of where we're going. So on that side of like giving and that side of love, does anyone have something that they want to, they want to share? You have something, so go ahead. No, I'm going to let you guys do that. I just, I just want to just to to tag on to what you're saying, though, I just want to make sure from a high-level standpoint, why are we doing this? Why do we, why do we need the, the gifts of the Spirit? And, and what are we actually trying to do? And, and I just want to say, there's, I feel like the Lord has us in a season that He's awakening His church. He's waking us up to the very thing that we were created for. There, are, there is fruit, specific fruit, that the Lord has for you to create that is only going to happen when you abide in Him. But when you abide in Him, He's going to lead you 
and direct you into things that go beyond your own ability. And I can tell you that the fruit that he has is not something that you can produce on your own. So if it's things that you think you can do and you can do them on your own, that's not actually the good fruit, the things that he has for you. And, and so as we talk about the gifts and understanding of the Spirit and hearing the Word of, and hearing God's voice and then using it to activate the body and encourage the body, this is all part of this awakening of the body of Christ for the very things that we were born for, that we were created for. So I just want us to understand that big picture of, I feel like the church has kind of been, overall, has been dead. It's been asleep. And uh, it's even that Ephesians, which just says, in Ephesians it says, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And I believe we're about to see the Lord shine on us in ways that we've never seen before that are going to blow our mind as we align with him, as we get into his plans and purposes, and as we do this as one. Uh, it is not you and God. That's not the way God created it. And we're going to kind of, I think, talk a little bit about yeah. that today, that how important it is that we understand what, like, how, why we're created and why we're actually here and why I'm here and Tracy's here and John's here, uh, and that, that there's a purpose for us all being here. There is a purpose that you're in this place right now and that there are people around you that as we begin to operate as the body, we're going to see things go beyond our own abilities. Again, it's not you and God. And, and you know, the fruit that you're to create isn't just, from, isn't just between you and God. There is, a, there is this, um, at the end of the day, it's the relationship between you and God. But he's created us for a oneness for the body of Christ to come alongside each other. So in these giftings that we're going to talk about, this is to edify the body. We, we always say it's not about you. So we can't, we, we can't get stuck on ourselves this is about the body of Christ. This is about laying our lives down, grounded in love, laying our lives down for the lives of others to raise others up. This is as, as the leadership of the rock, we're saying we're not here to be over you. We're here to be under you. We're here to serve you. We're here to wash your feet. We're here to lift you up, and we're here to see the body of Christ come alive. So that's, I just want to kind of set that tone as we move forward. So go Amen. ahead. Just a few verses to highlight what... Mike was saying, I think I'll just start in, well, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, it says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit, and then it says, for the common good, or some translations say, for the building up of others. And then it goes into the lists of the, the most famous list of the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. But then, in 1 Corinthians 14, after Paul has this, you know, wonderful chapter of, and I could prophesy, and I could do miracles, and I could uh, uh, speak in tongues of angels, but if I have not love, I am nothing, and I gain nothing. We were just looking at that uh, in preparing for tonight. I mean, that is it. We want to make sure we have love. We want to make sure we yeah. have, we receive the love of God. The gifts without love, you're in trouble. minister the love of God to others, that we're doing it to love others. There's a, there's a verse that kept coming up that we were saying in Galatians chapter 5. It says, 
Paul says the only thing that matters is faith. And then he says, working through love. And I love how simple, how simply he puts that. But then in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says this in verse 12. He says, so with yourselves, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, so he doesn't rebuke that. He's like, since you're so eager for these manifestations of the Spirit, he says, strive or work hard to excel in building up the church. And it's almost as if if the Corinthians would have had this one piece that Paul is giving them, all of the confusion that was going on with the manifestations of the Spirit in their public meetings would have been settled if they just would have focused on what, how can I build up the church with the giftings of the Spirit that God has given me? And then they wouldn't have been like speaking in tongues so much publicly and doing tongues teaching and then Paul's like, he doesn't even rebuke it. He's just like, well, just make sure there's someone to interpret, which is crazy to me. But anyway, and then he goes down to, um, and then he says it again in verse 26. He brings up other things. He says, what then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn, each one has a teaching, each one has a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Now, I love that about this church, that they're all coming together having something from the Lord. I mean, that, that'd be awesome, right? I mean, that's a fun home group, right? To come to, and like everyone has like, man, this is what the Lord's done, and this is what the Lord's saying, and this is the song that I want to sing to the Lord, and this is the teaching that I feel. But Now, now if we all did that, we'd be here till like midnight. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the intent, that everybody comes with something. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're actually the not body. coming to receive. You come to, to give. You come to pour out. But Paul's overarching banner is, let all things be done. Or some translations say, whatever is done, let it be done for the building up of the church or for the building up of yeah. others. And, and I tell you what, when I, I'll get into, how many of you have experienced that, that I'm just going to call it the, the, the funk that we get into of we, we come to the assembly of the brethren with this motivation of me, 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 me. And it's almost like every time that happens, we leave like a little disappointed, a little sour, a little bitter. But when we come with a Lord, use me to encourage, use me to build up, use me. And we're looking to encourage and we're looking to love and we're looking to build up you come away edified as you edify. I mean, every time that happens to me, and I'll, I'll even like find myself just during the day slipping into that, that me, self thing, and there's no joy in it. But when it's about serving and loving, you find joy. So anyway. That's good. You guys want to add on to that a little bit? Should be good. There we go. Um, yeah, I've prayed in the back room just before this. I I never saw this the the the, the second portion of this, but just kind of adding on to and uh, speaking into what Mike and uh, and Marcus are both speaking about doing it in love. Um, in in verse uh, chapter thirteen, verse two and three, 
So if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I, here's the catch, I am nothing. It goes on to say, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Last two, three, four words of each of those verses is powerful, God. I am nothing. I gain nothing <laughs> without love. And um, if there's one thing God, I think we all know the scripture well enough to know that if there's one thing that God says that he says, I am love. And if God lives in us, that means his love also lives in us. And it manifests in such a way, especially when it's activated, especially in, 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 in the gifts or the manifestations of the one spirit, gift of Holy Spirit, that there's this thing that takes place that actually triggers that love and allows it to actually be multiplied in that moment because it's a part of us. It's who we are because he lives in us. So that was, I was just powerful for me. I always saw, Hey, they profit, right? They profit nothing, but we read verse two back there and I was just like, I am nothing. <laughs> I'm like, that made me feel pretty small. <laughs> And I think, you know, so in the transition of 1 Corinthians, between 1 Corinthians 13, the first verse of 14, Paul says, so you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't just only love. And then he says, and then, of course, in chapter 12, and you don't just only pursue spiritual gifts. He puts the two together. He says in verse 1 of 14, so pursue love. After he's just said, the greatest of these is love. You know, the famous verse, verse 13 of chapter 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And then he says, so pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. And I think in the context of the church, Paul says, and especially that you may prophesy. Especially that you could speak testimony of Jesus over others. That's what it says in Revelation 19, that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. What is Jesus saying about this person? What is Jesus thinking about this person? That you could be a conduit to, to verbally say that over someone. It, that just amazes me. That blows my mind that we get that privilege. And why wouldn't we if we are set apart for this as ambassadors of God, speaking the very words of God, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, why wouldn't we want to step into that and say, this is what the Lord says over you. This is what God wants to do in your life. And so now that we've kind of established the foundation of love, let's, let's, uh, let's get into this prophesying and words of wisdom and words of knowledge. Um, yeah. Anna, you want to add anything or you want to start by... Why don't you start... This is your thing. This, like she was just saying in the back room, I love talking about hearing Papa's voice. So let's <laughs> Anna's the one. fire away, girl. Now I think, um, yeah, we were talking just the importance of establishing that we want to move in love because I was raised Southern Baptist. Anybody else? 
Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, they didn't talk about the gifts. Um, and so I thought about why is that? And I think it because it could get out of alignment so easily because the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. So just because we prophesy or move in healing or any of the other gifts does not mean that we're mature in the Lord or that we're even walking in spirit. They're gifts, right? They're free gifts. So the importance, and it might sound elementary, but we can never, ever get away from the foundation of wanting to operate in any of the gifts out of love. And so as foundational as that might seem, it is so important as we become more comfortable and um, even the gift of hearing God's voice and prophesying and words of wisdom, words of knowledge and healing as we're seeing the spirit of God manifest over our lives and other people that we love keeps, it safeguards us, right? And as long, I was telling them earlier, I believe that if, um, you know, we get it wrong when we're prophesying over someone, that if I'm motivated by love, that God takes care of it somehow in his grace and his mercy and his love. So there's no fear in us moving. Uh, I feel like one of the reasons that we don't step out in faith is because there's the fear, right? I'm going to get it wrong. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but if we move in love, I just want to encourage you all, encourage all of us that daddy's going to take care of it. His love for that person is so much bigger than our lack of anything. So um, just, yeah, just to piggyback on everything they said, I was going to read all the scriptures they read, of course. That's <laughs> um, so good. Um, but yeah, I think, um, let's see, where to start with that? Um, hearing the voice of the Lord um, is foundational to everything. It's directional, it's revelatory. And actually, when I was praying, even through worship, I feel like just to speak over everyone here that you're here tonight for a very specific reason. I actually saw the Lord um, when we go into a time of activation, I saw keys being released to us. And I, I believe and I prophesy tonight that as whoever prays over you or you pray over someone, that a key that is going to unlock their heart is going to be released over us in Jesus' name. And so I just, um, with that, we were sharing also that, and I want to share with you that when we want to hear when we approach a situation as we're going out, as we're in the grocery store, as we're teaching our children, as we're leading our wives, our husbands, um, for men, obviously, I'm not leading a wife. But <laughs> um, in asking the Lord, what is your heart? What do you love about this person? It's such a foundational question to ask Holy Spirit, ask God. And, and just waiting for him to respond, you will start to feel the heart of God for that person. And that unlocks their heart. So as we're going out on Sundays and every day um, and approaching people, I just want to encourage us to just ask those simple questions and expect for God to speak to you. You hear the Father's voice. We're his sheep, right? He's the good shepherd. And I, I was sharing earlier to Jeremiah 20, or 33, sorry, 3, um, I just love that verse. I've shared it before here, but it says, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you don't, oh, sorry, you do not know about 
things to come. Sorry, that was ask. So ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets. Just that part. And so we know with expectancy that he wants to speak to us. So I think that is a huge part of it, of just asking and then moving in faith into whatever that is. And we're only going to get a piece of it. Um, you might get a picture. There's so many ways of, of you know, hearing his voice, um, tapping into all those different things. You might see something in the spirit. You might feel something. There's people that feel very strongly. And so just stepping in faith and whatever that first thing is, and the Lord is so good. He loves that person that you're praying for, that you're asking his heart for more than you do. And so we just get to collaborate with him. So yeah, just to start with that. So let me let me just ask you a question, Anna. So you're asking that question. Do you get like a paragraph of information in your mind? Do you just get this download? Or is it small and simple? And I'm, I'm leading you into what I want you to say. But <laughs> but, but do you, uh, just kind of tell us how that process kind of, sometimes how it, how it plays out. A picture, one word, and what you do with that. Um, I think just like we were practicing last week of just asking. So there is the asking, right? We desire spiritual gifts. So and we, what do you say again? Like, Lord, should, like reveal your love for this person? Or, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you love about this person? What do you love about this yeah. person? I like that. Because um, he always has good things to say about us, right? Um, and so, yeah, just asking the Lord that. And then whatever it might be a picture. And no, I don't get the whole revelation of it. But I think, again... We please God with faith. So I want to encourage all of us to whatever you feel, see, are impressed. It might be a color. Um, last week, uh, Kimberly got a lemon. <laughs> and I love that. And so you just, you know, you don't have to have the whole story. I think it's just starting to use the spiritual muscles as to, um, and moving in faith in that. And I think uh, to that, one of the pictures that I love is if you've ever been here in VBS, um, there's usually like 600 kids in here in the sanctuary, and it's very loud. Um, and they're worshiping, and they're dancing, and they're doing all these, you know, they're, they're kids, they're screaming. And I love to teach them that the more that you spend time with the Lord, and the more you spend time, you know, reading the word, the more that you're going to recognize his voice quickly, because there's really three voices we can hear, and it's the enemy's, ours, and the Lord's voice. And I think sometimes that's harder to discern as we're starting to move into that. And so I always tell them, close your eyes. 600 kids here going wild. If your mom says your name on a mic, well, you know who it is, even though you can't see her, right? Can't see the person. And they're like, oh, yeah. And why is that? Because she's my mom, right? I spent every day, I've spent every day of my life with them. And it's so simple, but it's really the same thing with us. The more we spend time with the Lord, the more we're going to know really right good. away that it's him speaking to me. So just trying to simplify that. That's good. Tracy, do you have a testimony for us? Of Have you ever heard, like, had a word of prophecy over someone? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Or like a word of knowledge or something like that. Tracy's like... I saw it on TV once. <laughs> she saw it on TV once. Oh, man. Maybe to preface that before, I, I, I do have a few testimonies, but uh, I have one in mind maybe. But, um, but I think 
for me, I, after I radically encountered the Lord, and we were talking about this earlier, I, I went into this two-year, I call it a hiatus, <laughs> where I just got caught up. I was not, like, functional. I was so undone, got hijacked uh, in a good way <laughs> by the Lord. But, um, but after I started coming out of that, the Lord said, um, I had to start like going back because for almost two years, my I had several businesses and they were all just kind of flagellated or just I had people running them and doing those things, but they weren't growing, put it that way. Um, and probably did more harm than good. But at the same time, I remember the Lord, uh, when people would ask, well, what's going on with all your business, your businesses and, and your companies, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, I, and I remember I just, my, my, my standard answer was, I just had a lot of catching up to do with an old friend. And, um, and after that, though, I came out of that season, and I, I remember going back in and having to do all the things we do day to day. And, um, and those things day to day draw from the left side of our brain, and maybe I won't go left side, right side, but I'll just say we have to draw and be able to operate in our day to day, Right. In other words, try to do a math problem, a complicated math problem, and try to hear from the voice of the Lord. Because you're, you're, you're pulling on so much carnal knowledge here that it's very tough to hear over here. So for two years, I went on a journey, and I was very, very intentional. I said, how can I hear the voice of God in the midst of the chaos? How can I hear the voice of the God in the midst of the white noise, the static, the competing voices, all the things that take place around us? And, and literally, it was, it felt like an, it was intentional, very intentional, but every meeting that I would go into, every, um, I would, if I said it a hundred times a day, I probably said it a thousand times a day. I go, Lord, what are you saying in this situation? What are you saying right now? Lord, what are you saying? I was just communing with God all day long, all day long, all day long. But, but what it got, it got me to a place where I was able to operate, though, in the day-to-day -day and hear the voice of God. And it does. It sometimes just takes intentionality for that spiritual. I mean, we all have, you have, you've heard of muscle memory, right? There's spiritual memory as well. I think we can go back to that place, that, 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 that honed-in spot where God is and, and activate that thing that connects us right to him. And for me, it's tongues and it's other things. But, you know, for others, it may be other things. Who knows? But, um and sometimes, most of the time, it's just I get one vision. I, I'm a seer, so sometimes I, I just see stuff. But um, And maybe God will put a word that matches that, and maybe a scripture. But I usually just have, like, one thing um, the great majority of the time. And, and the word of God says to open your mouth, and I will fill it. I think he's just literally waiting for us to take that step out, to step across that line and say, do you trust me to actually uh, – to, to give you what you need in this moment to build up, to exhort, and to edify my children, to, to edify the church. And, and it's literally in that moment where it does. It used to freak me out. I would step out, and I'm like, I got one word. And, and then all of a sudden, right, it all comes forth. And then other times he gives us play-by-play. Play. He gives us, I've had moments where he just truly just a play-by-play, play. and that, maybe this is a testimony I'll, I'll share. Uh, in late 2012, I, um, uh, I, one of my businesses, I had an employee uh, move on, and um, we, were, we were doing uh, medical devices, external medical devices, where we'd have to go out to the patient's houses and set these machines up to, to, to move their knee after knee surgery. And, um, 
and one of our service representatives that we had moved on, and, and so I said, hey, I'll take that. And it was out in Fort Morgan that their route was kind of East Denver and, and Eastern Plains, and, and it was out in Fort Morgan. And I was still in this, like, two-year, one- or two-year hiatus of, of getting with the Lord, so I'd love just to drive out, and I'd turn on worship music, and I'd just get wrecked. And uh, um, as I pulled into Fort Morgan, though, um, I heard the Lord say, and I was supposed to take a left, and the Lord said, take a right. And I heard a clear as day, and I go, whoa. And I'd been worshiping for probably, probably an hour drive out there, maybe an hour and a half. And so I took a right. And so I drove, and I knew the Lord was doing something in this moment. So I'm, now I'm going the wrong way from where I was supposed to go. <laughs> GPS is saying, make right. a U-turn. Yeah, make yeah, a U-turn. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Over and over. <laughs> right? And, I'm, and so I'm driving, Wait, and then I hear the Lord say. GPS could mean God positioning system. System? Right? There you go. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> My kids would have said, that's a dad joke, by the way. Our kids both give us a hard time, don't they? (laughs) So then I heard the Lord say, take a left. I kept driving, driving, driving. And I heard the Lord say, take a right. I drove, I drove. And I'm almost out of Fort Morgan at this point. I'm up on the uh, northeast corner of Fort Morgan. And uh, he said, take a left. And I drove down. And I'm kind of coming to not a dead end, but I'm like, I got to make a decision here. And he said, take a right. And it was a Conoco station. And um, I pull in, and I'm just waiting. I don't need gas. I just filled up before I left Denver. So I don't need gas. So I pull in, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm just waiting on the Lord. And, uh, and the Lord said, go, go in. And I'm like, well, I got to look like I'm there for something because I have no idea why I'm there. I don't need gas. So I thought, oh, I'll pull in front of a pump. I'll act like I need gas. And then I'll go in, and I'll act like I'm shopping maybe. Okay, or I need something. So. So I pull up in front of the gas pumps, I get out and I walk in. And so as I walk in, I'm still listening to the Lord in this moment. There's a couple people in the store, the convenience store, it's a Conoco. And I, um, and I hang a right and I go back to the sows. I go, this would be a perfect cover until I hear from the, if I hear from the Lord in this moment. And I go back and I grab a Diet Mountain Dew and I, I'm walking down the aisle and I'm wandering. And at this point, I'm, it, it's getting suspicious though. Like, I'm, like, walking through the aisles like I'm looking, but I'm, like, eventually you just look so much that. And I remember the man in, behind the front desk looking at me going with this, like, sideward slant going, hmm. Like, what is he? Like, I was shoplifting or doing something I shouldn't be doing. Uh, like, why is he in the store? I remember coming back through the middle aisle, and I walked up, and, uh, and the, 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 the clerk's desk is, like, right there, and there's, aisles left of me and right of me, and I'm kind of in the middle one, and it steps out into the, the, the reception desk. And I remember stepping off the end aisle, and I'm walking, and the Lord said, stop. And I'm sitting there, and I have a Diet Mountain Dew in my hand, and I'm looking at this guy, and he's looking at me. And at this moment, like, I had some crazy thoughts go through my head. Like, like I'm thinking, okay, he thinks I'm going to, like, pull a gun out, and I'm going to hold this joint up. or I, I don't know. I was just like, this looks super suspicious. And so... Um, and then and I sat there. It seemed like for minutes. I'm sure it was only like five seconds. Um, but then I hear the Lord say, do, do jumping jacks. And I'm like, and, and, I'm like and, I, and I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, and I have like flashbacks to football, right? And just, you know, you do jumping jacks, calisthenics, all these other things. And I, I didn't obey, by the way, immediately anyway. And so 
And I'm thinking, I'm like, really, God? And I'm like thinking, going, man, that, this is like the craziest thing you've ever asked me to do. And so I hear it again, but this time it was super loud. It was so loud that it, it literally scared me into doing jumping jacks. So I, <laughs> and, and I started doing jumping jacks in front of the reception desk. And immediately the young man behind the desk started weeping. And he didn't fall down, but he went down onto like the clerk's desk and just started weeping with his hands, his head in his hands. And, uh, and that went on for maybe 10 or 15 seconds. And he looked up and he looked up at me like from there and he was still bent over and he had tears running down his face. And I go, Hey, are you all right? And I, and I was like, try, I started to apologize. I remember that. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sure why yet, but I'm sorry. And, uh, and he goes, no, you don't understand. And he stood straight up and he grabbed a piece of paper out of his back pocket and he began to read it. It was a suicide note he wrote the night before. Ooh, it up. Um, ooh, didn't expect that. <laughs> um, he wrote it the night before, he read it. And then when he woke up that morning, he, said, he told God, he bartered with God. He basically said he had had God in his life or known a form of religion or, or, or faith. And he said, God, unless you exercise the right to be in my life today, I'm going to kill myself. Sometimes God will speak to us specifically play by play. And sometimes, and in this case, it is literally life or death. So, um, I know it was, it was for me, I say all, all this to say, you never know when God's going to speak to you. And we have the divine privilege to literally um, be the mouthpiece and be the spokesperson for God and represent what he's trying to speak from heaven to his children. So it's really good. <laughs> Just jumping jacks. I, oh my gosh. It was, yeah. Wow. Jumping jacks. <laughs> Who would have thought? I, I think the cool part about that though is sometimes we do this, we have <laughs> what seems in our mind so stupid and, and, it, and it makes no sense but it's that there's that scripture that says his ways are higher than our ways yeah. and his ways are not our ways as the heavens are from the earth. So he's saying that's the difference from his ways to our ways. Our job is not to figure things out. Our job is to walk in step with the Spirit. It requires ears to hear. We need to hear, but then our, our, our whole job, what we're created for is to walk in step with the Spirit. He says those that, that, that are led by my Spirit, those are my sons. Those are the sons of God. And so I think sometimes this is that, we have to get over ourselves. If Tracy, I just, I haven't heard this before, but I just, if Tracy had not stepped out of that place of pride and vain conceit, which is the, thing, the very things that actually hold us back from the things of the Lord, if he had not stepped out of that and operated in the very thing that the Lord told him, even though it made no sense, that guy probably would have killed himself. I, I, I want to add to that. Um, I, just, oh, I just want to add to that yeah. quickly, really quickly, Annie. I just want to add to that. This, 
you have to understand, this, this isn't like for the spiritual elite. This isn't for the, you have to understand, only a year before this is when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in 2011. This happened in the fall of 2012. I'm only like one year into this thing and this stuff is happening. So understand, I, I, I've met people that I'm like, so how long have you known God? Well, 50 years or 20 years or 10 years. And, and I'm like, well, what are you doing with that thing that God put in you? <laughs> You know, I was like, well, I'm not quite ready. You still need, you know, and they go through this laundry. I'm like, man, I mean, if you're crazy enough just to say yes to God um, and all the promises <laughs> he has in his word, right? There's over 7,000 promises in the Bible. And I always say, I'm just crazy enough to say yes to all 7,000. And maybe some of those will come true. Some of those will come to pass. Some of those God will use and, and work through me. Amen. I would wanted to just um, on that just to encourage all of us that holy spirit daddy god father god he knows everything about you you are so intricately and beautifully made before the foundations of the earth so don't be surprised when he speaks to you in a way that you will only understand and even that you know he knew that conversation we don't but the lord does and so um, sometimes it could be something kind of funny. I love this story. You guys might have heard this, but I'm going to read it really quick. Numbers 22, 28, where God uses a donkey to speak. Did you guys know that? Mm-hmm. And it says, then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, and it said, Balaam, what have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? God can use a donkey. I know it's kind of funny, but that is the Old Testament where he chose to do that. So how much more? We're his sons and daughters that we get this privilege that God will open our mouth and speak his kingdom and his heaven, his heart over us, and that we can unlock each other's hearts for his glory. It's all for Jesus. I mean, you know, he just has such a fun way and a unique way to speak straight to our heart just like that guy, you know, um, that no one could have known that. And he knew that. I'm sure he knew that only God and I, or if there is a God, knows this conversation. And God can use us. He will use us if we just exactly say yes. So we are praying that all of us say just yes, and you're willing, you're expectant, you're willing to move in faith to hear him, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's a color, even if it's numbers, a scripture. Sometimes our kids, when we're um, with the Lord, just like in his presence, you know, worshiping and praying, they'll see a scripture. So they'll see like a Romans 528 and they won't remember it, but they'll look it up during our time. And so we've taught them that's a way for the Lord to speak to you. Sometimes it could be a feeling, literally a spirit of intercession can come over you or something you weren't feeling before and you come in contact with someone else and it will, you will literally physically feel it. So that's another way. Sometimes you can audibly hear it. Sometimes like Tracy, just being a seer, uh, I have two daughters that are seers. And so they see pictures all the time. And so if you have children, I would say encourage to spend time, have them draw pictures. You can draw pictures too. <laughs> and I think the key is to be asking the Lord, like, what do you mean? What are you saying to me? Because he's always speaking to you. I will say that he is always speaking to us. He loves us. He's in relationship. He let Jesus die so that we can be in relationship. So we would be no more separated from him. 
And so I think if we can just get past the, like, again, this is a spiritual thing, only prophetic people. No, we're the children, daughters, the sons of God, and he's speaking to all of us. And so we want to demystify. I was telling Mike that one of the things I'm passionate about is demystifying it because, you know what, we're all in ministry. We're all in training. You don't need to take uh, months of classes so that you could be on the ministry team. You can be on the ministry team, but we're all on the ministry team. So demystifying it, and so we are kind of simplifying it, but we want to do that because this is a foundational thing of being a son and daughter of God that is in relationship with him and that wants to move heaven, the kingdom of God, uh, over all the earth. And so just knowing that I'm expectant that Jesus loves me. He's speaking to me all the time. And if I just ask him, those spiritual muscles, also, most of us are in the marketplace. My husband and I have used, you know, just that gift of his voice so much in business. And when you automatically default to like, Lord, what are you saying? That is huge. It will change your life forever. (laughs) I promise you that simple foundational thing that I'm not going to move in my own ability. I'm not going to move in my own wisdom. I'm not going to move in my own understanding. I'm going to stop and I'm going to ask daddy, dad, what do you say? Holy spirit. What, what should I do? Even if you know what to do, he is a lamp to our feet. His word, his word and his word are a lamp to our feet. Every step, if we'll ask, if we stop, if we expect, if we move in faith, when we know that he said something, maybe you don't know. A lot of times I think I hear something. And so I'll come to wise counsel and say, Hey, what do you think of this word? So again, that's another layer also that sometimes when you hear his voice, you don't have to always say it, but we do want to practice. There's no better way of using those spiritual muscles that are atrophied, that have maybe never been used in a safe place like this to activate, to activate. You got to start somewhere. You got to start walking. We got to start somewhere. And maybe you've been doing this a long time. And guess what? There's always more. He is so fun, right? There's always more. We are never going to tap out of his love for other people, his love for us, his direction, his revelation, so that we can fulfill our destiny and our purpose. It's all intertwined. Amen. (laughs) So Anna said activation. So let's, let's start to transition to that. Mike, anything you want to add? Let me just say, if, if, you're, if you're going, man, I still, like, I'm not going to hear like Tracy. I'm not going to go, okay, take a left, right, left, right. <laughs> so I'll just say one simple way, just a, maybe a tactic. The Holy Spirit will use whatever he can to get. He's not, he's not trying to make it difficult for us to hear him. And so a lot of times, even when I started just, just praying for people, one of the things I would do is I would actually look at their clothing um, and, and the Lord will use that. He'll use, if that's what you want to do, he'll go, okay, I'll use that. And so I'll go, Lord, show me something like even in their clothing. So I might see like, hey, Marcus has something at Adidas. And all of a sudden, like, what's that? <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> but the Lord, the Holy Spirit will use that, even those simple little things. So it could be even like the color of a shirt or something that, that all of a sudden. Or their name. Like, or their name, Yeah. yeah. But the Lord will highlight it. And so just look for the simple things and ask the Holy Spirit to just highlight something that, that maybe all of a sudden there's a word that comes out of that that the Lord has. And, and here's the thing. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says that 
that prophecy is used to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. And this is, so again, it's for the body of Christ. So you're not, you're not doing this for yourself. It's something, you get joy in this when you do it, though. As you step out on this, there's such a great joy that you get to kind of partner with the Holy Spirit in encouraging the body of Christ. It's part of what we're created for. And again, we're each part of the body. So realize, this isn't like, I know in the church sometimes it's like, well, only the, the pastors are the ones to that actually do the work and everybody else, you guys just sit there and listen and, and, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> you are the ones, and we are together. And, and then I've heard the other side of it too, like, well, the pastor's just equipped. They sit back and, and you guys do the work. <laughs> we all do the work together. We're all part of the body. And so um, when we start actually doing this together, when we start edifying the body of Christ, when we start sharing the gospel of Christ with people and, and utilizing the gifts of the Spirit, operating in this, I love what Tracy said He's, that thousand times, just saying, God, what are you saying right now? What are you saying? What you're doing is you're, tu- you're tuning your ears to hear the Holy Spirit. And the more you listen, the clearer it's going to get. So it might not be clear day one. It's not that the Holy Spirit's not speaking. It's just that you're hearing a thousand voices and you don't know which one to listen to. And so as you begin to to listen and you're like, oh, I got it this time. You're like, okay, now I'm getting used to that voice. Now I'm beginning to understand and, and know that's the voice of the Holy Spirit. And then all of a sudden you'll be walking along and you'll be like, oh, there's the Holy Spirit. He's talking again and without even... But it, but it, takes, it, takes, that, uh, it takes that intentionality and that practice and just beginning to do it and beginning to step out of it. So, amen. All right. Well... Let's do it. Amen. Um, Mike, share one thing about in our groups. So we're just going to break up into groups, and I would encourage just as the Lord leads you, uh, our group last time we just started like, okay, that person's in the hot spot. Let's begin to pray over them, listen. This is practice, uh, too. To the Lord so for them, yeah. You can mess up. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and just listen to the Lord as he leads your group. Um, but Mike had something on, on his heart that we do want to be intentional in our groups. Why don't you share that? And then... Yeah, I just, th- there's a piece to this that's really in my heart, I feel like, for the church right now. And so uh, there are things that the Lord has birthed in you or put in you that maybe have been shoved down. And uh, this goes kind of beyond the, just the spiritual gifts, but it's, it's things that he's actually put in your heart to do. It may be something with the homeless or maybe something with... Uh, with children or uh, it, it, whatever it is, or with, with uh, single moms. Or, um, but if there's, if there's something that the Lord is just stirring in you or maybe in, in you've gone like, the other thing you might be saying is, oh, it's way beyond me. I can't do this. That's the Lord. And, and so we just want to encourage you in that as well. These giftings of the Holy Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit, this is all, we're led by the Holy Spirit in everything we do, but there are things that he's actually raising up the body of Christ to do in this season. I feel like he's birthing things um, in this place, in this season, and so I just want to be intentional about that as well, and if that's, if that's you, um, I'd love to just to pray with you in that and and kind of begin to step into that. And so I'm going to kind of step into that, maybe that kind of group. And then as, but then we're also, we're going to, we're going to learn how to, uh, to hear the voice of the Lord, um, to operate in the giftings of the Spirit. Uh, so, 
Yeah, so we'll break into multiple groups yeah. and, uh, and have fun with this. This is, have fun. This is, we don't, this isn't, we don't have to be so serious in church. We can laugh, we can mess up, we can have fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, God's, God's a fun God. And, so and, so yeah. Mike's going to take that group. And then, um, and then I also like to just invite, if anyone hasn't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, Tracy's going to take that group. <laughs> You're going to go over to one of Tra- wherever Tracy is. No, I'm serious. Like, it, this, is, this is real. Like, if you, like, I, I want to start all of this, but I've, I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I, I, anyway, I'll just leave it at that. Do you want to add guys, to that? Yeah, do you guys, I mean, who all was here last week, by the way? Yeah, and, and the teaching I had, right, we talked about the giver and the gift, right? The gift of Holy Spirit, which is, in the Greek, is deutimus. That's power from on high. That's the thing. And a gift of Holy Spirit lives in us, and we have access to all nine of those gifts that 1 Corinthians 12 does talk about, among others. But that's the very thing, I'm telling you, that activates. We're talking about this activation. That's the thing that activates, deutimus. And there's something that happens, and that's deutimus is what came in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. What happened? They saw tongues of fire. It came like a mighty rushing wind, right? It came violently, basically, and they saw tongues of fire, and they manifested in different ways. They manifested in tongues initially, but then what happened was they went out, and what happened? People got saved. People got baptized. People got healed. Who did all of the, who did all of the signs, wonders, and miracles before that day? Or the great majority of them? Jesus. Yeah, right. But Jesus told them, go wait and tarry until my gift from the Father comes. Deutimus. Yeah. So if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, it changed my life radically. <laughs> like, yeah. like 180 style. Like I, I, before I got baptized in the Spirit, I had no power over my stuff or my junk. Afterwards, I had power over my stuff. Like, there's an empowerment that comes with it. That's good. All right. That's good. So, uh, just want to praise we got? Yeah, Kimberly's going to lead a group. Kimberly, why don't you stand up? Jim is going to lead a group. Jim and TJ, why don't you guys stand up? TJ, you didn't know that. Michelle. TJ, you stand up. And Michelle. All right, that's, that, we have three that's group leaders right there. Um, and then each of us are going to lead a group uh, up here, like what we said. And uh, let's see, we Dan. need a few others. Go ahead. What, who? We got Dan. And oh, Dan and Linda. Would you guys lead Elder. a group back there? Good, good. Oh, that you oh, need, to lead. need to okay. lead. Okay. Okay. All right. Joseph. Would you lead a group? And Anne-Marie, would you lead a group? Great, great. So you guys stand up and just kind of spread out. Uh, and then we're going to pray, and we're going to, oh, we're going to be encouraged by the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, we thank you for all of these testimonies. We thank you for Holy Spirit. We thank you Oh, that you are real, that you live inside of us, that you come upon us with power. We thank you for the gifts that you give us. And we ask you right now that these gifts would be employed for the encouragement and edification of your church, for the building up, Jesus, of your body. This is your body. And we want to grow into the measure and the stature of Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we just ask you for grace right now. We ask you, just as we begin this service, we pray that you would pour out the immeasurable greatness of your power right now. The immeasurable greatness, God, of your power. Lord, would you just give us the gift of faith right now? Would you give us the gift of faith? And just 
we were just praying over tonight. Lord, would you take us to a new level of hearing from the Spirit of God? Would you open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, to the capital C church? Would you open our ears, Lord? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.